Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to another show of The Bright Side with Technicia. And yes, it is July 30th, 2016. And one more day, and July is over with. So all you parents, get ready to be very excited because school is around the corner. That's why you know I'm be doing my happy dance. Um, you know, we all had some interesting shows this past few days. One was on stress, and that was very important, how to get over stress. Don't let things work your nerves up. And then another show in relation almost to that was karma. And we spoke on the karma being good and bad and she talked about the karma cards, and if you listen to the replay, you can find out how to get those free cards and let her know that you listen to the podcast, and those are a good way to relieve stress, so you don't have to confront everyone. You know, that's the thing about stress. You don't want to confront on everything that happens. You don't want to react to it, but to get a little deeper, we're going to go to a little bit of the darker side. I know it's the bright side with Technicia, but we're going to go and twine into our dark side. Now, we all have heard the name. We all probably played the game, and and if you're spiritual, you definitely know about this. Lucifer's game, of course. But this is to explore the innate shadow side and the brightest light of our humanity for seekers of wisdom, and here to explain about it and to get it into the dark side with his witty and provocative book, Lucifer's Game. It's Will Snyder, who is a full-time writer, and he lives in the wine country of Sonoma County. I don't drink, but it sounds so exciting, and I have been learning and exploring bourbon, so this is very exciting. Um, he's formerly working in business development, and he has spent his years as the licensed director for the world-renowned artist, Laurel Birch, as well as a national sales manager in the wine industry and high-tech arena, and an adventurer at heart, definitely and naturally drawn to the edge of things. His current passion is kayaking along the wild Pacific coast, and he has experienced a calling to explore and push the boundaries of his inner world and has spent decades deeply immersed in the study of various metaphysical traditions. 35, of, 35 years of deep training from a variety of exceptional spiritual teachings has allowed him to develop a wide-ranging platform of knowledge and understanding regarding the human inner landscape and our potential range of consciousness. And we will give you so much information on where you can purchase Lucifer's game um, if you want to ask Will Snyder any questions. But you know the number. It's at 347-426-3751. Dial in. Give us your questions. We'll be glad to answer them. Will, let's talk a little bit about Lucifer's game. What was the concept behind this? Where did you get the idea from? Well, good morning, Technicia. Can you hear me okay? I can. Okay. Yeah, so um, so Lucifer's Game is a novel, and uh, it's, a, it's a metaphysical story. Um, and by that, what I mean, um, it's, a, 
it's a tale, it's a narrative, but it has a, a deep uh, spiritual message uh, woven into the uh, the story itself. So um, the way it came about is about, uh, I'd say about three years ago, um, I just got this really strong inner message to uh, – uh, it, it, the sense of it is, is that it's, it just said to me, give something back. And, you know, I've been as a yeah, working on myself, like many of us, you know, it, it's an, uh, I've been like a student of, of, of inner work. And so the nature of that is to be taking, you know, taking in information, taking in knowledge and, it, the the feeling I got was to give something back. So I I stood back and I thought, well, I could. I knew it was in the going to be in the form of a writer because I'm a storyteller. And I just I basically decided I chose this one area that I thought I really thought would deserves discussion and and some light shown onto it it's something i've noticed in my own life and 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 so many others uh especially on different sort of uh spiritual paths and that is that uh, tend to lean towards the light which is perfectly natural in other words we create this image of ourselves that is positive in nature it's um so i'm a loving person you know i'm kind i'm forgiving i have integrity it's you know it's and so on and all of these uh qualities are fabulous and and definitely uh aspects of oneself to continue to to grow and to nurture but what about my very unspiritual side um, what about the the parts of my psyche that I'm ashamed of or that I've rejected? Um, we, the tendency is to push it out of sight, out of mind, but it, it doesn't really work that way. So what we do is um, the parts of ourselves that we don't accept get shoved down into our unconscious. It's what psychologists call this, the shadow. And so then we have this light-filled side of all our sort of wonderful qualities, and the the other parts of ourselves get shoved underground. And so what that does, it, it's a strategy that kind of works, but on the other hand, it creates this split where um, instead of, just being completely in a state of wholeness where I'm, I'm accepting all of myself. I'm really just sort of hanging out in, in one area and ignoring another. And then what can happen is that the shadow can just burst up from below when we least expect it and really kind of blow up our lives sometimes. So I, I wrote this story and I created a, you know, my Lucifer character has no religious connotations at all. Um, but who he is, he represents the shadow side. He represents all those aspects and rejected traits that we push, push down and away. 
And so it's a story about, uh, it takes place in a 24-hour period. It all takes place in Hawaii. And it's about a man who has, he's a middle-aged guy who has, um, he's had a disaster happen in his life where the wheels have come off. And so he goes to Hawaii to try to pull his life together and to heal. And there he's approached by this kind of uh, this tourist um, who is disguised as Lucifer. And so it's the story of what takes place over that 24-hour period where um, this is a guy who has basically done what I was talking about. He's he's worked on himself. He's really encouraged and, and engendered his light side, but he's only given lip service to his shadow. And so Lucifer, over the course of this this 24-hour period, they go through all these different adventures together, having these really deep discussions about the light and the shadow. And all the while, Lucifer's trying to reel him in to show him his shadow side. And uh, so it becomes, he, he creates this situation where my main character, Jackson, meets this beautiful woman, and they... So he it's kind of a love story, all of which starts to bring up Jackson's shadow. And and the point of the book, Technicia, is that ideally what we'd want to do is to be able to stand between the light and our shadow and accept all of ourselves and be able to create that new kind of balance between the two. And that's a much more integrative a uh, place of wholeness. Does that make sense? It does. It makes very perfectly sense. I mean, throughout the throughout the whole book, you know, you reading up on this. He's talking to him, especially the part where he said, "You don't have no remorse." And of course, we know the devil don't have no remorse. What's the main thing? The devil always come to kill and destroy. We see a lot of temptation going throughout the book, and that's the main uh, one. The that we try to avoid when we're living in the flesh, temptation. Right. That's right. So it's it's a lot of it's a lot of going back and forth, and you know your book also focuses on a lot of dimensions too. Um, if we could probably get into that with the third dimensions, and then I also see like four dimensions as well. Yeah. So what what I was referring to what they what they kind of get into in the story is the idea that our consciousness has uh, what is, they refer to as different dimensions. Okay, so so what, what's meant by that? So th- the third dimension, according to this matrix, this is, this is knowledge that goes way back, Technicia, like thousands of years. It's ancient knowledge. Uh, information that's still very much uh, alive and valid today. And basically the, the idea is fairly simple. It's a subtle distinction, but it, uh, it's that. So our, if, you, if you really look at this, the experience of one's consciousness in any given moment, it's like nature left us off in this place as a human where our awareness gets, um, we're in a state of what the um, 
so-called adepts call a state of identification, meaning that our consciousness is absorbed always we're either thinking about the past or looking into the future or you know whatever we happen to be doing our consciousness gets sort of you know just gets sucked into to to that and so um we're the, the the point being that in that state we're not present we're not actually awake we're not uh you know, we're not home in a sense because we're just sort of being pulled here and there. And so that's our typical state. I mean, anyone at any given moment, if you kind of look at, at the state of our awareness, it's in that, you know, we're just pulled, if we're watching the TV or if we're thinking about tomorrow or whatever. So that's, and again, that's perfectly normal. It's just where nature kind of left us off. But the fourth dimension is when we, at any given moment, we can, uh, quote, wake up. And by that I mean we can suddenly be, our awareness can just snap out of it, and we can just be awake in that moment, like feeling an awareness that suddenly we're, we're here in this moment, and there's a presence, there's an awakeness, and it's, it's our deeper nature that has this chance to open up. And, and, and it's suddenly like the windows of my eyes, my eyes become like windows where I'm suddenly there looking out through these windows. There's, a, there's an awakeness there. And so, so we can lift into that fourth dimension, and then we slip back down into the third. And, and so it's like discovering this new place of a, of a personal presence that's always available to us, but uh, it's almost like we have to discover it. Right, right. Now, um, let's get into a will. What? Okay, because we know this is a big game, whether whether we know it or not. It's a it's a game throughout, even in the real time of society. Um, what exactly does the game and Lucifer game refer to, though? Well, in in my story, um, Lucifer's game is it, it. He starts to describe. To Jackson, what his game is really about, and because he represents the shadow and the and, and the unconscious, his game is to try to keep us in that third dimension, in that kind of what he calls a waking sleep, and to keep us as as unconscious as possible. He doesn't the Lucifer in my story. Uh, he doesn't want us to start to discover and and to shine some light into our shadow world and and to and to he doesn't want us to start to wake up so part of his game is to keep us distracted to keep us as unconscious as possible that so that that is uh that's part of his game And that's a big game. It is. Yeah. And we, we know it. If you, like you said, if you're spiritual, 
you know it's it's a game out here, and that's the thing that, I mean, we have to try to avoid because temptation, all the different things are out here, and if you're not prayed up like you're supposed to and protected by that breastplate of armor, it can really get to you, that weakness. Now, um, we talked about dimensions. What what do we actually learn, though, Will, when we acknowledge our own shadow? How how does that help us, though? Well, that's a good question, Technisha. So it's so much easier to ignore our shadow side. I mean, that's our natural tendency right. is, is just I don't even want to go there, you know. that's That's not me. Well, but it is us. It is me. Right, all these, all these traits that I'm trying to keep underground to, to keep a lid on, so to speak, they are me. And so, first of all, a tremendous amount of energy goes to just keeping these parts of myself that I've rejected out of out of sight. And so, I, it's like trying to, you know, keep. It's like a an octopus that has all these arms that's trying to keep these different sides of myself from from emerging, right? So just the energy that's being absorbed, just trying to keep all of those things out of out of out of my sight is is a huge ener- energy loss. But the main thing is uh, what we it, it really depends what what one wants and and if the if the the point is to if that we want to grow then it's important to uncover our shadow side what we end up doing is uh, we end up by um, having all these energies out of out of our sight it it basically keeps us in a in a place that is what they call a split so i you know i'm in this one part and i'm no, ignoring this other part well the key to a, a more balanced self is to have the courage to be able to say okay let me see what i'm hiding in my shadow side so how do we do that? Well, one way is to be able to see how we project. Uh, what we have in our own shadow is what bugs us about life. You know, what is it in life, out out in my life, that really, you know, makes me angry or, you know, I get upset about? Or if there's somebody, some person I really don't like, that's a really good uh, cue or clue that that very trait is something that I've got buried in my own shadow, right? So the key is to first of all see where I'm projecting. I can't see it in myself because I'm projecting it out in life. So if if I can start to articulate and, and notice where I'm doing that. Uh, I can then go. Okay, I see, there's this person really bothers me. What is it about them? Oh, I see. It's this quality, and then I can find that in myself. And then by acknowledging it 
and bringing that side of myself out of my own shadow, I can bring love and forgiveness and bring my heart to to allow that part of myself out of the out of hiding and incorporate it. It's not that I'm saying, okay, now you can run my life, but I'm saying I acknowledge you, I feel you, you're a part of me, and now you don't have to sabotage me. And so there's this new balance that gets to be created. This this sounds it sounds scary though, Will, just to know that we have a dark side to us to try to yeah. keep under control. You know, that's the I mean so so all of us have this. Is it a um how do we, how do we go about controlling it though? I mean, what if it you know, that it, it's scary to know that we have this and since we know that we have it now by you telling us how do we go about controlling it? I mean, oh, that sounds like a Jekyll Mr. Hyde part. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's actually, you know, I would say that there are wonderful uh, groups. Like, uh, you know, what I'm talking about, Technician, it's nothing that I'm, I'm creating. You know, any good psychologist knows all about the shadow side. And so there are wonderful organizations and groups uh, that that's what they do. They're very, you know, in a very creative way, uh, hopefully, you know, they allow a safe environment where we can start to really see all of ourselves and, and start to forgive, you know, these, these areas bring acceptance and create a safe expression where, uh, we can just become more in touch with with all of ourselves. So, uh, what I tried to do in Lucifer's game is by by I I want I wanted to not write one more self help book, right? I thought by by writing a, a story, I could take people on a journey uh, that this man is going through, and. And just by the very nature of, of the tale, I, I wove in a lot of knowledge and information about how we can, first of all, recognize the difference between our light and our shadow, and then how it works with this man, how he's been avoiding it, and how he then eventually comes to a place, it's sort of the climax of the story, where he can find himself in between those, the, the his light side and his dark side, and he finds that sort of inner, sort of grounding, that inner balance that uh, he's been always looking for instead of being in this split. So, yeah, so you know, it's an ongoing work. It's a it's a slow process, but it's a very healthy and uh, and you know rewarding way to go. It apparently seems so. Um, now, let's get into your main character more, um, Jackson. He writes yeah. a blog called Snap Out of It. Snap Out of What Exactly? <laughs> so, yeah, so Jackson is a, is a man who 
he has spent most of his adult life working on that, what we were talking about earlier, like trying to move from that third dimension and and waking up to his presence and to to snap out of that sort of, you know, the mental chatterbox that our mind is constantly going through, the like finding his his presence and waking up to that in any given moment. So um so he writes about that that's been his so he created a blog called Snap Out of It and actually on my author's website I did something kind of funny where on lucifersgame.com there is a blog site called Snap Out of It that my main character writes and in there he um he does blog posts on on kind of um you know some of the areas that we're talking about so that's what that um that's what snap out of it is it, that's in the story that's why lucifer has come to him because he he's been reading his blog and he lucifer wanted to he tells jackson look every once in a while i show up and i want to have a conversation with with a real person so I can find out how humanity perceives things at this point in, in history. And so he's been reading Jackson's blog, and he, so he kind of has a sense for how he sees things, and that's what, that's what brought him to it. So that's what that is. Right, and he is really getting Jackson into it to want to play this game. And, you know, as you, as you read more into it, the reality, like I said, it starts to set in on you because this is real life. People go to church. Some just go, come out the same day, and be back the same way. And that, and I kind of was thinking that a little bit when I was reading the part about um, when he was asking Lucifer, "Don't, don't church make you uncomfortable?" And he's like, "No, that's the best part. You know, some preachers they preach, they do a good job, but there's some people who just punch in on the clock to bed it." You know, so hey, it's all good for me. You know, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's everything is a game to him in here, and that's that's all it is. It's just a big old game to him, and he's try, and he's still trying to get Jackson on in, twirling him on in. That's and and that's what we go through every day, every day. Our, our faith is tested. We're tested that's spiritually, right. physically, and mentally. It's tested every day to see how far you can go. Even God. And it don't always we blame everything on the devil and see that's how that's most people's problem now, Will. We blame everything on the devil. Everything don't have devil not responsible for everything. Devil yeah. is not responsible for everything. We so quick to do that though. Oh the devil did this. Oh I couldn't get my car could be out. The devil respond devil not responsible for everything. Quit blaming him for everything. That's your problem now. We we <laughs> we entertaining him down there. He love it. Right. Smell him right now. He he upset right now though because Will and I talking about him. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're gonna take a, we're gonna take a short commercial break with Will, and we're gonna come back and we're gonna finish talking about Lucifer games. So don't no one touch that dial. If you're not too afraid to stay on, hey, don't go anywhere. But if it is, then hey, each to their own. But we're gonna take that short commercial break, and we'll be right back after this. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk 
Talk. Blog Talk Radio, baby. My name is Mira Batra. I have been in this country 32 years, and this is how I live united. America has always been the land of promise, and in my community, many families have come for a better life. Coming from another culture myself, I know the desire to become part of a community, to feel at home, and to gain the tools for our children and families to succeed. So I advocate for these families with United Way. United Way empowers them to look beyond their histories and to see what opportunities are available. We help them get involved with their kids' schools, network within the community, and when we do, we unite them. We make the community stronger. What I do is something I wish someone had done for me, and I am so grateful I am able to. My name is Meera Batra. I help families see opportunities and succeed. I don't just wear the shirt. I live it. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. All right, we're back with Will Snyder, and we're talking about Lucifer's game. And in reality, it's in the book. But this is all reality. We're actually playing a game every single day. When you step outside that door, even in your own house, we're playing it every day to see how strong our faith is. So this is all on reality. And this book has received so many great reviews. This is a five-star book. You don't find too many books like that will actually get five stars. But this is a book that has actually received it, and people are loving it. You you getting comments, amazing story, amazing depth. You're planning whether you know it or not. Someone said a captivating tale. Yeah, it's captivating tale, but it's real, and it may be yeah. insane and humorous, but it's actually real. Um, Will Snyder is an excellent storyteller with a flair for humor and wit. Very creative. I mean, the comments are going on and on. There's not one single person who rated it lower than a five star. That's that's amazing. And it's your first novel. I say kudos to you, Will. I really do. Oh, thank you. That's amazing. Yeah, well, right to rock it in one to rock it like that with one novel. Oh, you bad, Will. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You mad? Um, Yeah. Now you know your book because it's not a self-help book, like you said. Um, and then we had Debbie Ford who was one of the leading voices in bringing awareness to our unconscious shadow. And she released two books about the shadow concept in about six years ago. So how yeah. is your book different from hers? Yeah, so um, did did you say Debbie was on your show? Um, no, um, I was oh, mentioning I that she was one of the leading voices in bringing awareness oh, to our unconscious absolutely. shadow. Yeah, so Debbie Ford, uh, she's... She was an amazing woman, and her whole her whole message was all about what we're talking about the you know really uh, getting in touch with our shadow side and and all the freedom that can come from you know embracing the parts of ourselves we've been ashamed of and all of that and and but Debbie was coming at it from a a place of uh, you know, really, she she uh, she wrote uh, three or four self-help books that that are wonderful. The last one she did was with uh, Deepak Chopra and Marianne Williamson. So the three of them teamed up on a book called The Shadow Effect. 
but it's kind of um you know it's it's a book if you really want to say if you're saying to yourself well what is my shadow right well that's a book for example that just lays it all out in a very very straightforward um informative way what i did technician is i i didn't want to do that i didn't want to write one more book that you know that sort of laid things out in a clinical way i wanted to i love stories and so to me the best way to i wanted to get my message across uh to, so that we could start to see the light and the shadow and how they work, you know, they flow between us. Uh, I wanted to do it in such a way that um, it could be could be interesting and and take people on, you know, on a journey. And uh, and so I I created a novel, a story, a narrative, and 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 then wove my message in, into that tale. So that's very, so they were completely um, different, different styles. I, I wrote like a parable that has right, a message, right. right? Yeah. Still have a message, but it's still entertaining you at the same time. And your, the whole con, your whole concept of Lucifer in your book is, Different from most depictions of Lucifer as we see him as, of course, the cause of all evil, right? Um, yeah. And, I, I mean, it's good to really pick that out if you can pick it out, this novel. Um, yeah. But what made you want What made you want to switch up your con- concept of Lucifer? Because, like I said, we do see him as that. He's the ruler of all evil. Yeah. Yeah, see, there's, there is the biblical uh, interpretation of Lucifer and the devil, which is, uh, has its own depiction of who that character is and, and, and what he stands for. Right. And my character is completely different. He, he really isn't about trying to make us sin. That isn't what his motivation is. He basically is trying to keep us in, in a in a state of what he calls waking sleep. He he's in my story. He simply, as I said, represents all the things that we push down under the surface. So that's very different. And um, so I, in my tale, I tried to use a lot of humor and take these these two on. Uh, where he takes Jackson on these different adventures that each time, each place, every chapter, Jackson's learning something else about himself, and he's debating Lucifer, and he's trying to hold his own. And so it goes back and forth, and and so it becomes a question of, well, you know, is Lucifer going to reel him in, or is Jackson going to come to some new realization about, you know, about his inner world? So... Yeah, so my Lucifer is very different from the biblical one. Right, and it is like you said, it's just a back and forth game. He he wants Jackson to play this game with him, and, and you know, offer him that power. But Jackson yeah. don't want it. Jackson finally, you know, throughout because I don't want to give too many details, but Jackson kind of finds out, hey, you're trying to manipulate me. This 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 is not 
what I was expecting. You're 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 not doing what I thought. Um, oh yeah. And that's kind of like you know that really gives it the climax of this whole story, you know. But definitely, people, you have to really get this book because it's um, innovating. It really takes you through, and it kind of makes you really open your eyes like, oh, so now, even though, Will, you know, it's not just about evil and good in the book, but just to bring your awareness to that we have a light and we all have a dark side to ourselves. Right. You got Uh, it. You know what? It kind of lightens things up, though, when you put it in that perspective, though, Will. Okay, you're not evil. You're not good because when I think of evil and good, I think of spirituality, basically, yeah. um, if it makes sense. But when you say it like that um, in the perspective of light and darkness, I do think of a person um, more as so as your character. Okay, you have a light character, you're sweethearted, da-da-da-da. So, yeah. Um, um, yeah. What, you know, I guess I want to ask, going back to shadows, why is it so much easier to see other people's shadows than our own? <laughs> Boy, isn't that true? It's so true. It's it's just the way we're designed, Technicia. It's like um, it's it's very difficult to see one's own shadow side because it's so well hidden, and we we've labeled all these. You know, yes, I'm. Ask any of my friends; they all see me as a generous person, right? But what about my greedy? streak right that i'm not proud of well it's pushed down in my shadow you know uh so what about the fact that you know i'm i'm pretty courageous guy i used to be a mountain climber you know all kinds of things but what about my fearful side it's pushed down into my shadow right so um yeah so it's it's just very it's difficult to 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 see what we have been hiding from ourselves. And so that's where I go back to the idea of the first thing is, you know, if you really, if you're interested is to see how we're projecting the things we can't, we can't see in ourselves, but bother us out in life. That's like a real uh, signal. So, um, so that, that's kind of the first step, I guess. Right, and and you also have mentioned before, you know, um, to just really actually just pay attention to what's triggering us out there, because yeah. um, your triggers can cause a big can cause a big explosion. You know, um, like they always just tell me, if somebody can easily push your button, then they can easily get your power. Oh, absolutely, and every, so much of our power gets. Yeah, so much of our power, our real strength, gets pushed down underground, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. So that's part of the beauty of doing, of bringing some awareness to this, is that we start to release some of that energy. And uh, and then, you know, it's it's all worth it. Right, it is. but, you know, Will, if everyone were honest, forthright, and on their shadows, do you think the world would be different? And, and how so? <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Well, I think the planet would be transformed 
So, right. I mean, if you just can imagine a world where we're, we, we've stopped projecting all of our unconscious, all the parts of ourselves we rejected onto everyone else, like so much, so much hatred would just disappear. All the judgments, you know, that we put on others, like discrimination, would be replaced with a deep-seated understanding and an empathic understanding for each other. You know, we'd be forgiving because we would have forgot we would have forgiven ourselves, and so much fear would be transformed into a sense of meeting others in the middle. And so there's all kinds of wonderful transformations that could take place. We could start with ourselves first and uh and that would be great. I mean it would it would literally transform the world. <laughs> like right now Technicia it's so interesting with the <clears throat> the political scene you know the it's a political season and so there's so much of the the shadow is being sort of stirred up and there it's creating it's bringing stuff up to the surface that and it's it's you can see how much is just buried under there you know the all the 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 misogyny and the racism and the you know the the fears and the all this stuff that that would be cleaned up and, and clarified if if we could all collectively be just owning that parts of ourselves. So it would be a different world. <laughs> it would create a balance. And that's what I'm interested in is balance. You know, the balance between the light and the shadow gives me and then I'm standing on real footing. I really know myself, you know, warts and all. The the goodness in me, the parts of me that I've rejected, I can own it and 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 then really come from a, a much more powerful place. Right. And you know, going back to your book cuz um we also have a young lady that plays a part in this book, um, if I'm saying her name right, Nalani, she plays yeah. a part with Jackson too, and you know it. And it does, like I said, the book, the book, it, it, it takes me back and forth with what goes on in real time society. And if we all could be honest, like Jackson is doing in the book, like you said, we'll be better at it because I think sometimes we play, most people play manipulative games, they get someone in a relationship and then you come out, find out they really was a, a asshole or they wasn't what you perceived them to be. And, and right. here he's going to know, hey, that wasn't me. I thought I could pursue you this way, but now I'm telling you this. So she's finding out his other side. Oh, man, people, you you have to get the book because um, I'm not going any farther, but you know, trying to just get, I was trying to give you a little sneak peek. This book is very awesome. I mean, it's it really is going to take you. You're going to employ every part of your imagination until you're going to walk into some things that you wouldn't think that you'll walk into. You really have to get it. Um, it, 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 it goes, it really goes there. But um, 
you know, we talk a we talk a little bit about that um, in referring to your book about wholeness and oneness. What what is meant by that idea of wholeness and oneness that you refer to in the book? Yeah. So, um, I it goes back to what we spoke to a little earlier about the the problem that 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 happens when we we go down this road of just taking the parts of myself that that I acknowledge and 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 that I that I accept and then I the parts of myself that I reject you know it creates that that break that split and and so we're kind of living only half of ourselves in a sense we're and so the wholeness that I was talking about is is just being able to be real to really just be real with oneself and it, and and that takes the heart in order to do that because the heart is the the place in us that is full of love and full of uh gentle uh you know it, it's the heart that can go into the parts of ourselves that we that we have split away and pushed away they haven't gone away they're just underground and so to be able to go in with a with a forgi- with forgiveness and love and 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 be able to not just say okay I'm all of these wonderful qualities but okay here's here are the parts of myself that that I've been ashamed of these are the you know this is the the side of myself that I'm I've, I've buried there's a the more we can do that we can come to a place of wholeness and that's what I mean it's like all of me I accept all of me and then there's a there's a well-rounded new sense of of self that comes from that that's very much more real it's based in um in, in a deeper reality and more in a deeper truth that's kind of what i meant by wholeness okay but that that's going to take a lot of steps for one to actually develop to achieve that that wholeness it's it's not a process overnight but um, Absolutely. What would you say? What would you say? Well, if if someone like me or anyone else wanted to get involved in proving themselves, what sh- what should they basically do? What should be some steps to take? Yeah. Well, I, I think the first thing is um, the first thing is to just approach this with a with a real light touch. You know, where it's like we want to, we we push things away uh, because we're not we we don't like this side of ourselves. So we have to be very gentle and uh, and bring a, as I said, a, a real heartfulness to it. But it's like what I would say is that the one of the keys is is to be able to. Um, for example, to break this cycle, uh, and 
is first to admit that we have this particular uh, trait, for example, and then see how it's limiting me and how it's disempowering me and making me rigid. And then look to see when was it back in my past that I decided to make that something wrong or something bad? Like what was it that, that you know, was it my parents said, oh, that's a bad thing, right? And then be willing to open my heart to that part and forgive all those who have reflected that back to me. That's the projection I was talking about, that that is something bad. And then to be able to accept, bring my light to this, this part of myself and, and embrace it and forgive it and incorporate it into me. It's like I was saying before, it's like, okay, I see you, I feel you, I own you as a legitimate part of me. I'm not going to let you you know, run roughshod over my life, but I no longer reject or disown you, and nor do you need to sabotage or blindside me. So then it, it allows that part that's been hiding in the shadow out, and we envelop it with love and kindness and embrace it. So it's a slow process, but it's like... Um, it's on a, it, it takes you on that road towards a new sense of balance. And that was the point I was trying to get through in the book, balance. Ryan, you, done, and you did a pretty good job in distinguish, distinguishing that throughout your whole book. Um, so what, what's your next book going to be about, Will? If you don't mind just giving us a little sneak peek. <laughs> yeah. So um, that's a good question. So I had this idea, Technicia, of a trilogy of three books, and all kind of uh, the, all related to the shadow, uh, because I really feel so strongly that that's what we need in the world right now. We need more balance. We need more to love and embrace and heal the parts of ourselves that that are just buried underground. That's not doing us any good. So the first book, Lucifer's Game, was about the light and the shadow on the individual level for for each of us. The second book I want that I it's kind of I'm starting already is how the shadow is shows itself up in terms of relationships. Like you know how we're we're all either in a relationship, want to be in a relationship, have been in one. And the shadow, whether we know it or not, has infiltrated and impacted how we are in relationship. So I want to write a story, kind of move the story in that direction. And then the third book that I have planned is what they call the collective shadow. And that's what's happening in the world. It's like the global shadow, which is... You know, I'm. I just think, like, boy, we gotta. We. That's what I mean about waking up. You know, we have to. The world's in a in a weird place in a way, and it's also a time for all of us to like step up in some way. The collective shadow is, you know, 
it's it's you know the military industrial complex it's these mega corporations that are destroying our planet you know there's the shadow on the on the global scale our our beautiful earth is very delicate and fragile and it's being systematically destroyed by elements of this collective shadow so i want to write a story that shines some light on that so those are the those are the next two the the book about relationship and then the one about the collective shadow oh well i cannot wait till those come out well and when they when it does I want you to be the first one back on my show again because I'm really enjoying myself having you on here. Are oh, there thank any you so other... much. You're so welcome. So let's tell the viewers where they can actually purchase your book from if they if yeah. they prefer to. Oh, that would be great. So, you know, I love uh, supporting local bookstores. So Lucifer's Game mm-hmm. can be ordered. I'm in their catalog system. Or of course, uh, Amazon is easy, and then I have an ebook version that can be downloaded uh, instantly. So it's just Lucifer's Game, and then there's the the author's website, Lucifer'sGame.com, which is kind of a fun place to go. I, that's where the two blogs are that I talked about earlier. But uh, I just thank you so much for having me on. It's been wonderful to you know be able to dialogue with you and. Uh, discuss this. I really appreciate it. Right. I, I enjoyed it myself. And I was trying not to go too deep into it because I didn't want it to seem like we were all in church. You know, certain topics that you can really actually go there. But I'm like, uh, you know what? This is about the book. We're not, yeah. we're not doing church today. <laughs> yeah, but I, that's I guess, right. I guess from my friend Mary Ellen is this because I always give my truth for the day. And, um, she comes up with wonderful quotes, and I love Great. her. She was a guest on my show. She was a guest on my show as well. Um, and one of her quotes is, to never let a day go by without serving someone else. So, everyone, enjoy your Saturday. Have fun, um, and, and just be blessed. Please make sure you pick up Will Snyder's book, Lucifer's Game, and we'll be on the lookout for his other book, and I will give you details about that. And if anyone is interested, um Wait a minute, Will. Do you have the book excerpt from your Lucifer's Game on your website? Oh yeah, Lucifer'sGame.com okay. would would give uh, kind of an overview and give give you know a brief sort of excerpt of it for sure. Okay, I wanted to make sure because if it, if it wasn't, I I don't mind posting that up. But definitely, please. This is another great book to add to your collections as well as the other. Too, that I have told you previously on my other show, so I I love this because I love having these books around. So definitely add this. I have my copy, so make sure you get your copy as well. Um, well, it's been fun, listeners. I I love you, Will, and I always love my listeners uh, more. I, I thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully, I'll see you the next time on the bright side with Technicia and listeners. Make sure you stay tuned in. If you're listening to the replay, make sure you share it with everyone. Love you, everyone. Stay blessed. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 